0: Hello there, this is Strategic Change Guide podcast and Lucy here with you. Today we are very excited to have a real guest and a real excited guest. We have Shannon Wolverine here with us from South Africa as well for your very interesting question. Hello, Shannon. How are you doing? Hi, Lucy. Hello. Are you in Ukraine today? I am, yes. That's great. You're just north of me. <laughs> yes, I am. Well, this is pleasure to having you here, and this is pleasure that you found time to answer the questions our listeners have very often about their career, about their business. But to be true, there are real general questions that actually cover: uh, colon and intuition. People talking about it, then refuse to talk about it. So that will be interested to hear about you and your vision about calling and intuition and how it helps us. So I truly believe that you are guided. I believe that you, Lucy, have a
1: team of angels and guides who are with you all the time, 24-7, 365. And my mission on Earth is to help you figure out how to hear your messages so that you can solve all of your problems on your own, so quickly and so easily, that you never feel troubled again, and you never feel confused or stuck between
0: two different choices. That's very exciting, thank you. Uh, Could you please also tell people about your experience? So how people come to you, and what questions they usually have about intuition and their guidance? Sure. Sure, so
1: I call myself a psychic, but you could call me a life coach or a business coach because I also use and do those services. Uh, I also have some talents as a medical intuitive, helping people figure out their health problems. What I'm really doing though actually is serving as a translator between you and your own guides who are trying to talk to you anyway all the time. So when you're in a session with me, you can ask 10 specific questions about yourself And I'll give you 10 long and detailed answers, long, 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 with lots and lots of details that are advice, that are really for you to take the next steps, how to solve this problem and how to solve that problem. And I usually work with somebody just once in a one hour 10 question session, but then I invite them to come into my longer packages, which are day by day by day questions and answers. I usually conduct those in a secret Facebook group. I have one group for women and one group for men. And I also have a free Facebook group that's called the Shannon Walbrand Psychic School because I believe that you, Lucy, are already psychic. And I believe that everybody has psychic abilities. And it's just, uh, it's just that we need to practice them and experience them and feel what they're like so that we can get more and more sensitive and receive our guidance on our own.
0: That's very exciting. I think people will be glad to join your Facebook groups and try your services in action. So, I have a question for you. What are the three most common questions people come with?
1: Right. In fact, I even gathered the 100 most common questions that people oh, wow. ask and the questions that get the best answers. So, I hope that you can imagine that if somebody asks a question that sounds like, "Help, Or a question that sounds like, Why is all this bad stuff happening to me? Then, of course, your angels want to help you. They really do. But that's not the most productive or effective question that you can ask. So, the best kinds of questions to ask are an I based question, an action based question, a present question, and a question with choices or options in front of you. So, a good question could be, How can I decide? what to do about, should I move into that house or should I buy that flat? Or maybe I should move to New York. Okay, that's, a, that's actually a very strong question. Now the answer might be no, you should move to California. It could be a totally different question, but at least you're participating in the answer instead of saying, hell. Okay, so giving options helps your body tune in to what the choices are. And then we do something that's based on family constellations which is we we can say, one of the techniques that I use is to say, okay, tune into the house. It's five years from now. You're living in the house. Okay, how do you feel? Tune into the flat. Okay, you're living in the flat. It's five years from now. How do you feel? Of course, we take a lot more time. Okay, tune into New York. You're living in New York. Okay, what does it sound like? What does it feel like? Okay, how do you feel now? So that's a way to tune into your body and have your body be used as a thermometer or a barometer to help you receive the divine guidance. But it's not just, would you feel better living in New York? You know, your angels are going to say, well, first of all, you can't afford it. But second of all, your family actually lives in California. So it would be a much better idea for you to move to California. So they're going to give you facts and real answers too. But the three most common questions that people ask, should I marry Thomas and why? Should I, can I quit my job because I don't like it? And what should I do instead? Yeah. And also, what is my path to financial freedom?
0: Okay, that's very exciting. So the love question and relationship question are top questions right now. That's very exciting to listen in how you explain the question and how should we state the question, actually ask the question. So basically, what do you say? The statement that we cannot help people who are not ready to help themselves is correct.
1: I think we can push them a little bit to get to a place where they can see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So all they need is a little bump, and then they can say, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know there was a tunnel, because they just think that they're in a dark cave, you know. So if you just turn them around and you say, look that way, oh, there's a tunnel.
0: <laughs> that sounds very exciting. Thank you for the answer. Okay, the, another question I have for you from our uh, subscribers is exactly what. How can you describe the calling? People often looking for something like a destiny, like a calling in business and carrier, but something specific there, like will feel that they're supposed to be doing in life. How how can you describe it?
1: Yes, please. People's expectations around living their calling are a bit unrealistic. Because even though I have a fantastic job where I help people every day and change their lives, I also get bored. I also wake up and say, oh, I would rather go to the park. You know what I mean? Even if you're a fantastic painter and you're an artist and your work is being shown in museums and you have a dealer, you know, who's selling your work in London, you can still get bored. So people have unrealistic expectations about, oh, once I'm living in my calling, then everything will be so perfect. I think we can live high vibration lives, you know, but I think we can live high vibration lives if we're a baker or a shoemaker or a mother or a ship captain, you know, it really, it's us bringing meaning to what we do. And do you know the old story about the two guys who are cutting a block of stone? Have you heard this one? No, please share with us. Uh, it's, it's old. You've probably heard it before. A man comes up on a horse And there are two men and they're carving blocks of stone, okay? And so the two blocks of stone look exactly the same, one block of stone and another block of stone. So he asks the first guy, what are you doing? And the man says, oh, I'm carving a block of stone. And he asks the second guy, what are you doing? And he expects him to say, I'm carving a block of stone. He says, I'm building a cathedral.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. So, the so colon initial, what's the difference? The difference, the, colon, the feeling probably, not even the colon, right? The vision,
1: yeah. It's what I'm doing is important. So even if I'm making sandwiches in a restaurant, you know, what am I doing? I'm feeding people. I can do it with love. I can do it with beauty and love. And if I'm working in a restaurant, maybe it's so that I can pay for my university education. So I know that I have a larger vision or it's so that I can feed my children. Okay, I have a larger calling. So calling actually comes from within, and the mistaken expectation is that it comes from without. And it's, uh, yeah, God is gonna come down and talk to me and say, this is your calling, you know, that's unlikely.
0: Okay, so the vision is important, as well as uh, the journey itself is important to enjoy every step and live in high vibration, it doesn't mean to follow your calling board. You should enjoy every day and be happy every day, right? You're just supposed to live in food.
1: It also doesn't mean that just because I have this job title of, okay, let's say I want to be a social media manager, and once I have that, then I'm living in my calling. Really? Social media manager. Okay, now I'm a social media manager. Hmm. Hmm. I'm still bored. I'm still annoyed. I'm still irritated. Okay. So, it's you know, yes, you're right. It's about the journey, and it's about enjoying every step, Now, I do think God does speak to us. So I do think that our intuition and our higher selves do communicate with us. But what they're doing is they're giving us our job title. They're giving us our how-to. They're giving us our vision and our meaning. So what cathedral am I building? You know, what is my mission on this planet? And they're also giving us the energy and the push to get up every day and keep on doing it. Because it's about consistency. It's about showing up and saying, I'm going to do this
0: every day. And I'm
1: going to figure this out.
0: Thank you, Shannon. That's a nice answer and example. So basically, our podcasts are guiding people on change, on career change, life change, and business change. And Colin has much to do with it because people have this feeling that I'm supposed to do that or they have this intuitive feeling that I maybe need to try this or something like that. And it all guides us to start this change. Is that what we help people to do. What will be your advice of starting, actually, the change itself? I do
1: think that people can change and do change. And I do think it's a great idea. I mean, if you're making sandwiches in a restaurant and you have a vision to get a degree and be an architect, okay, fantastic. So to answer your question, I think that people should start introducing themselves as I am an architect. You can say, you could say I'm an architect in training, you know, if you want to be really honest, but if you're studying architecture and if you're putting your time and energy into, you know, reading those books and, and then I also think that if you're being an architect and you're an architect in training and you're reading the books, I think you should actually live the life of an architect on your own as much as possible. So you go into the tall buildings, you take photographs, all your Instagram is all about design and creation and cement and glass and all of those things because what I see a lot is I talk to a lot of young people I'm an entrepreneur coach for people who are in their 20s and 30s and they'll say things like I think I want to be a tv presenter and I say okay that's so fantastic I believe in you you can be a tv presenter and your angels say that's a great idea so let me check with you Um, do you have an instagram and they say no and I say Okay. Do you have a YouTube channel? No. Okay. Do you have a smartphone? Yeah, I have a smartphone. Okay. Are you making little shows all the time? know, Are you showing yourself, hi, here I am at the park and there are new ducks at the park. I want to tell you all about the new ducks. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. You want to be a TV presenter? Be a TV presenter. Be it. You can do this now. So introduce yourself as what you want to be. Do it now, even unprofessionally as an amateur, to see if you actually like it or not. Or else, what is it that is what you want to be? You know, why do you want to be an architect? Why do you want to be a TV presenter? Maybe it's actually not going to be fun for you.
0: Practice, see how it goes. I agree. And in addition to what you say, we also guided people to have this change planned. So you can see the vision. You know what you want, and you have a plan of what steps. Like you mentioned, this person who want to be an architect, if he or she is confident, they need to have a plan. Start YouTube channel, keep recording, keep presenting yourself as a TV person. That's a good start. And having plan helps a lot, too. So the, here's one more question for you. There is an old system that society keeps pressing, especially young people system like college, job and family. So how young people can break through and start something they're really excited to do.
1: Yeah, I don't always believe in university. I think an entrepreneur doesn't necessarily have to go to university. It depends on if she or he can think up a product or a service that is worthwhile and that somebody is going to pay them for. I think university could be a waste of time. It really depends on, on what they want to do. Um, I think that people, what they really need to do to break that cycle is to learn the difference between an asset and something that you just buy. So when you have $100, what should you do with it? You could buy ice cream. You could buy a dinner. You could buy a new dress. But that's not going to make you money. That's just going to be gone or it's going to wear out. But with that $100, you could buy an asset, which is something that could continue to make you money. And investing the $100 in coaching, for example, I do think, I mean, I know I'm a coach, but I think learning something or being able to multiply that money is much, much, much more important than spending it on something that's finished. And I don't think this is a contradiction between I don't necessarily believe in university and you should spend the money on education. Practical education, learning how to do something is quicker than going to four years of university, which I very much enjoyed. I went to university and I really got a lot out of it, um, but it didn't prepare me for the working world at all. It didn't teach me how to do my taxes. It didn't teach me how to save money. You know, so I, it took me a long time to become an adult, even after I graduated from university.
0: So basically you say, well, young people should focus on learning uh, more pra- practical skills. But what to do, what would do with pressure? For example, it often happens when family, grandpa, and grandma, and mother and father keep pushing and say, you need to go to university, you need to take this job, you need to marry. We know that in Eastern countries there are still, um, still agreed marriages, so the system is in place. How, how can one break through it and follow you can, the calling?
1: You can, prove, you can prove it to them by, first of all, proving to yourself that you're happy. I am happy. I'm happy. I'm happy single. I'm totally happy. But most people are buying into the beliefs of their grandparents and saying, oh, yeah, you're right, I'm single, and being single is bad. I should actually have children by now. So the change has to come first within myself. Actually, I'm not ready to have kids until I'm 40. I'm happy the way I am. Thanks for asking. I'm totally okay. Thank you. Thanks for asking. I'm cool. Secondly, it's by earning money. So not to depend on your parents, not to depend on your grandparents. I earn my own money. Even if I'm selling ice cream, I'm earning my own money. Thanks very much. You have no control over me because I'm buying my own clothes and I'm paying my own rent. So ciao. And I also believe that if their pressure becomes too much, you should move to another city so that you can really escape their constant contact. Because if they're pushing you in a direction that is going to make you really unhappy, you don't need that in your life. You can love them and respect them from a distance. But if their vision is so completely different from your vision that it's crippling you,
0: move. I agree. You're not a, you're not a tree. Exactly. So basically any level any level of independence built piece by piece is the way out of the any pressure family or society puts on us.
1: Mentally, financially, and geographically. Exactly.
0: That's very exciting. You know, one of the latest episodes we've been discussing criticism and negativism and we also discussed a bit of black PR. So what is about is about something we get a negative feedback from society, from family, from friends, or simply from online connects on Facebook. We often see a person posting something on Facebook and getting this feedbacks like this is the bad post, this is the bad opinion, or you have bad writing skills, or you do a bad of this picture, and as well as uh, Family issue, friends and colleagues can be asking, so where are you planning your family? When are you planning your kids? When are you planning your second child? So all of this basically puts a lot of negativism, and people can go down inside, keep thinking that all oh, that is bad. So how, how to deal with this issue? I
1: think it's kind of the same question that you asked before. It is, I don't care what they think if I care what I think. So if I buy into what they're saying and thinking, I mean, if they say that I um, need to improve my photography skills, then I can listen to that and I can say, do I agree with that? Or am I okay with, yeah, I know my pictures aren't that great, but at least I'm posting consistently every day, then I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. Secondly, always look at the critic. Let's say the critic says that I have bad photography skills and my Facebook posts are bad photographs, okay? As you said, as one of your examples. I can say, let's look at his timeline. So I go onto his timeline and I look at his photographs and it turns out he's just copying photographs from other people. He's not taking any of his own photographs. Then I think, should I really listen to his criticism? He's not doing the thing that he thinks is so important. I can't listen to him. So compare
0: yourself and be proud of yourself, this is the case.
1: Be proud of yourself as who you are and know that you're doing your best. Look at the critic and decide whether he's worth listening to or not. If he's not an important person, who cares? Don't listen to him. He's not important to you.
0: Thank you for your answers. That's very interesting. You know, one more very important question, I think i met a lot of people who are struggling to start their change simply because they are reaching for advice uh, to angels, using cards and astrology and following numbers and everything. But the problem is they just sit and wait for the next advice. They just sit and wait for the next call with you, for example, for the next answer. And they have next question and they're waiting again for the next session. So they actually <laughs> stop themselves into this situation when like, oh, I don't know what the next step, I need to ask first.
1: That's so passive, isn't it? You know, I only allow people to visit with me once per year.
0: That's a good. That's because
1: I, I say, go away,
0: do your homework. Don't bother me, go do the things. So basically they need to push these people. But what they can do themselves to get out of this situation or this mindset that oh yes i need a guidance i need an answer first they can't do
1: anything well no they have to learn how to do it themselves so let's say that they i mean they must learn how to draw their own cards but when the card says do then they have to do so one of the i don't i don't know if you'd call it a trick i think i'd call it a strategy is i won't allow myself to draw another card
0: until i have followed the directions on the first card that's very interesting. So basically, all the listeners, please, if you do have next question, just solve the previous situation first and just <laughs> keep trying, please. That's all about change. Try and Failure is not uh, the end, right? Failure You're right. is that's the important. part of the journey. That's what they keep saying. Okay, Shannon, that's a real pleasure to talk to you. Could you please also tell us about intuition? how to use it, how to feel it. So I think intuition is the
1: voice inside that mirrors or matches or is speaking to the angelic or divine voices that are coming towards us. So I believe that my soul is always in dialogue, kind of like there's a little radio inside of me and there's a big radio up there in heaven and that they're always talking to each other like that. So here are some of my tips about intuition. You know when you're, um, you feel goosebumps on your arm, like this, and you feel that, that funny, cold sensation? You mm-hmm. cannot force yourself to have goosebumps. Goosebumps come suddenly and surprisingly. You can't say, please, have goosebumps. It doesn't work. So goosebumps are a sign that your intuition is saying, yes, this is true. It's saying, because all the hairs on your arm stand up, or the hairs on the back of your head stand up, they're saying, Yes, this is true. This is real. Pay attention to it. So that's definitely an intuition sign. Another intuition sign is sudden nausea. It's when you you ate everything fine and your breakfast was fine and you're not hungry and you're okay. So you're checking in with yourself. I'm fine. I'm fine. But you meet someone or you shake hands with somebody or somebody offers you a job and you suddenly feel like you want to vomit. You really feel really sick. That is a sign of intuition. Don't take that job. Don't sign that contract. It's a really bad idea. Another sign of intuition is smell. Smell now. Smell in your room. Inhale like this. Okay, I don't smell anything. It smells neutral. You know, it smells like my office. I know what the smells like. But then we could introduce a new topic, right? We could introduce the topic of, um, I'm just about to start a national lecture tour where I go from town to town and I meet people and I give them advice and I stand in front of a large group of people. Okay. So I say lecture tour, lecture tour. And then I inhale. Oh, and I smell something that smells um, like, like hay, like sweet hay, like grass. No, no, it's gone. It was just, it was just a flash. There's, you know, it's not, it's not a real smell. It's, um, it's just one little molecule of smell. But then I think, okay, what does that mean? Hay, grass. But it was a good smell, it was a sweet smell. Like someone's mowing the lawn, you know, but over there, like 200 meters away. Okay, 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 I think it means make hay while the sun shines. Take advantage of the moment and do the thing that's on offer right now. So I take the smell, I take the idea of the smell, the words of the smell, and I make it make sense in my own mind first of all I notice if the smell is a good smell or a bad smell I could have smelled rubbish or rotten food or you know something like bad shoes or something but no I smelled something positive so already that was a good sign
0: that's very great tips actually I just smelled the fresh cinnamon. that's cool <laughs> that's works <laughs> And is, wow. there,
1: is there anything around you that should smell oh, no, no, like that? no, no,
0: no. Not, not even close. That's Very really close.
1: good. So that's one of your signs. You can use your nose.
0: Exactly. And everybody can, every of our listeners. So one more question then about intuition. I hear a lot that, oh, I had this gut feeling and I had this dream. And some people actually have these pictures. I had this picture when I walked the street that I will be there in six months or I will get this ring from my, my boyfriend, or I will get this promotion, or I will move to this country. What about this? Is it intuition or what is that? It can
1: be. I'm Actually, that I think de- depends on the individual case. So if you have the gift of dreams, and if your dreams consistently come true, then I think you can trust them. But for example, me, I don't have the gift of dreams. So my dreams are all just trying to make sense of what happened this week, And, you know, it's people walking in and out and telling me stuff, but it, it doesn't ever come true. So my dreams are not predictive dreams. So all of intuition and all of psychic development is language and patterns. So you're looking for messages and then you're looking for repeating patterns. So every time I find a coin on the ground, I get a new client. Every time I find a feather on the ground, I get good luck. So, if it is in your case that every time you have a vision of a new city and then three months later you find yourself living in the city, okay, then that's one of your gifts. Everybody has different sets of gifts. And how but We have to pay attention to real
0: life evidence. Exactly. That's a very good tip. But how about this prejudice or maybe cultural setting? Like you can't, like for example, in Russia, you can't walk in front of woman with empty bucket because you don't have money. Or if you step in a dog poop, sorry, out of the street, you will get money or race or something. What about this? That's more like superstition. I agree. But people listen to that. So basically, okay. to follow the change, you need to listen to intuition. You need to keep communication with the universe. But basically, you need to open your heart, feel, and enjoy every step. Am I correct?
1: You're very right, Lucy. You know exactly what
0: you're talking about. Thank you. Anything else you want to add for our listeners?
1: If someone's feeling despairing, if someone's feeling like this is the end or they can't even get up another day, um, I really think they should remember that they have angels and guides all around them And you can go into the future and ask your future self to come back and help you. So remember a time 10 years ago when you were feeling sad and lonely? You yourself now, at the age that you are now, right now, you can go back and give that part of yourself a hug, the past self. And we can also ask our future selves to come back to us and give us a hug now at this very moment when we're feeling lost or scared. And then if you take your time and really... Take a deep breath and feel it. You can calm down and hang in there until the next morning.
0: Thank you very much, Shannon. Thank you for your tips. Thank you for time. Thank you for answers you gave to our listeners. Shannon's hashtag is YouAreGuided. And what is your website? It's my name, ShannonWalbrand.com. You can find Shannon's website in the description to our interview and podcast. Please follow. Please appoint a call with Shannon and follow your calling. Now you know how. Thank you for your time, Shannon. And thank you, for listeners. Too. Please follow website and stay with us. This is Strategic Change Guide podcast. It's Shannon from South Africa and Lucy today from Ukraine. Stay cool. Bye. Bye.